Welcome to the Dear Mark Project podcast, brought to you by Bray Co. As marketing and advertising professionals, honesty and transparency need to be at the forefront for everything we do. However, with new emerging technology, creating materials that are both engaging and 100% transparent can be super tricky. The Dear Mark Project podcast produces weekly episodes on honesty and transparency as it relates to the advertising and marketing spaces. Our goal is to get Mark Zuckerberg and his social media empire to create an automatic hashtag filtered image tag that shows up on any post that uses a filter. It's a small action that we believe can create a world of a difference. Stay tuned on how you can support and enjoy the show. Simon, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here and, and share some of my hopeful wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, excited to have you here. So please introduce yourself to the audience. Yeah, so Simon Rennie, I'm a <clears throat> social worker in Queensland Sunshine Coast in Australia, if you can't tell by the accent. Um, I am losing my voice a little bit, so it sounds a little bit more croakier than normal. Um, but yeah, we live in Queensland, Australia. I've got a private practice called Mindful Men, where I have a, a dedicate therapy space for men living with mental health issues and also disability as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, and absolutely love what you're doing. Um, we're going to have all of your links below in the description. So everyone, please check them out. Um, really, really like, especially his podcast and his Instagram. So today is going to be a super special episode because we're going to be discussing advertising and social media, specifically through a men's mental health lens. Um, so Simon, super excited to get into this. So for the first question, when it comes to advertisements and social media, what are a few of the biggest issues that you've personally seen as it pertains to men's mental health, self-worth, and confidence? Mm. I guess there's two sides of this this coin in in the social media space, particularly not so much advertisements, but social media is you have a a lot of toxic masculinity that comes out in in social media posts from different people. It's around the the hyper masculine way to be a man, um, and what that does is I guess it it causes a lot of men who don't I guess align with hyper masculinity. Who might have a sensitive or more vulnerable side, maybe they're experiencing mental health issues that they feel like it 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 shames them into the way that they're feeling and and causes them to look inwards and and not seek help and not talk about things because you know often when they when people do you know put things out in social media there can be a lot of comments back and a lot of things saying oh you're not a man you need to harden up stop being such a girl stop being gay etc etc and it really perpetrates this, or it doesn't really perpetrate it, but it just it keeps guys in boxes. And then the, on the other side of the coin is is people like me and, and the, the guys that I follow who are actively trying to break that down and break down the stigma and shame associated with mental health issues and disability as well by being vulnerable on social media, by showing that it's okay to be not okay um, and that you can share a story and still, you know, receive love and support from all those around you. And, and in fact, sharing your stories is actually a really valuable thing to do for guys. Um, and the more that we can share it, the more we can break down the shame and stigma associated with living with mental illness um, or disability. And I think that's where we really need to focus and, and go and and show showcase the profiles on online, whether it's Insta, Facebook, TikTok. TikTok is pretty brutal. There's a, there's a lot of keyboard warriors on TikTok um even on youtube as well and so trying to break that down 
the challenging part of that is is what I've come across is bots and and what you think is a human being is someone who is not real. It's just someone who's trying to bring you down or force you into a dialogue, which I assume is some sort of way of phishing for information or, or, or links or something like that, uh, which can be really challenging when you're managing a social media profile, like is, are you talking to a real person or are you talking to a bot? Um, and that's something that I think is, is really challenging in this space. But from an advertising perspective, um, I see a lot of information in the men's space around suicide, around depression, um, a little bit about anxiety, but not so much around any other mental illness as well. And, you know, I've got the DSM-5 behind me, which is like oh, on a thousand pages of mental illness information. But we seem to focus on these three or four key issues and and to a lesser extent, uh, family and domestic violence. But for someone like me who lives with obsessive compulsive disorder, which is a pretty significant anxiety condition, um, I'd love to see more diversity in what, you know, different businesses or charities or even or even governments as well are sharing around mental illness. Because when we focus just on depression, anxiety, suicide and domestic violence, it leaves everybody else out because they feel like, you know, I'm not being spoken about, I'm not being talked about. And I think particularly for OCD, it's such a misunderstood condition and it's often trivialized as well that, you know, people see it as more of a, more of a personality trait. You might you might be with a group of friends or at a work thing, and I, this has happened to me over my fifteen year career. Is people saying in in a PowerPoint presentation, "Oh, my OCD is so bad because this PowerPoint doesn't have a full stop at the end of this sentence." But if they actually knew what it was like to live with OCD, then they might not say these things anymore. And I think the 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 more we can advertise. The diversity of mental illness um, and disability as well. I think the more awareness we can bring to the community and also help those who don't live with the mate, you know, depression, anxiety. I mean, I live with those as well, but you know, help those who don't experience those those symptoms or conditions to go. Oh, you know, someone's talking about my condition. It's okay for me to live with this, and it's okay for me to seek help, and it's okay for me to talk about it. And so that's what I do in my Instagram and, and Facebook and, and my podcast as well, is I share the diversity as well. It's not just about depression or anxiety. It's not just about family domestic violence or suicide. It's a, a, a lot about OCD because I feel like that needs to be spoken about. But I bring in people from all walks of life, you know, different disabilities as well, just to talk about their story and, and bring light to, the, I guess, the diversity that's inside our minds as well. Yeah, and I like that you brought up like that inclusive approach because I feel like you no, know, no matter what advertisement you're putting out or what you're putting out on your social media, is that you're trying to be inclusive, right? So being inclusive of those, you know, mental health conditions is extremely important. And I also like that you touched on the toxic or hyper masculinity and especially how that relates to social media and advertisements. So can you provide like a couple of examples, um, especially for people that are in the advertising industry? Um, like what can they stay away from if they're not trying to portray that toxic masculinity? Yeah. I've seen a lot on Instagram because I've always been interested in men's groups and I'm, I'm keen to explore men's groups in, as part of my business as well. And, you know, I spend a lot of time on Instagram. That's my main platform that I, I work with. And you see a lot of videos of guys basically in circles. Maybe they've got their tops off and they're just screaming at each other's faces like this. And the whole idea is that they're meant to get primal. They're meant to get back to their, their masculinity 
But what this does is it, it, it just perpetrates that masculinity is something that's strong. It's something that is in your face. It's something that's, you know, I guess comes down from this concept of traditional patriarchy where the guy is the 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 leader, the guy is the one in charge, the guy is the one who's strong and, and he's, he's going to, you know, save everybody, you know, all these types of things. And when you're not those, that type of guy, like I'm not the kind of guy that would want to scream in someone's face. In fact, that would invoke a flight response in me, not a fight response. Um, you know, I'm not the guy that watches boxing or mixed martial arts or, um, things like that. Like I watch, you know, I watch sports and stuff like that, but it's not the hyper-masculine stuff. So I don't identify with that stuff. So if you're looking at advertising towards men and you want to stay away from that, it's about just showing guys in everyday life, actually. It's the guy that goes to work. It's the dad. It's the husband. It's the partner. It's the son. Just doing everyday things. And, you know, I was, I was watching, I was doing some professional development the other day and it was a great little uh, video on there of just a guy trying to navigate, like losing his job and trying to be a dad at the same time and and the feelings and, and emotions that came up that. So if you can capture that type of stuff and then capture the guys that are, are working through that, actively working through that, but in a more of a normal I, I hate using the word normal because what is normal these days but if you can perpetrate more normalcy instead of hyper masculinity which not many guys identify with or in fact many guys are trying to work walk away from in, in the kind of therapy that i do i think you're going to go a long way to to capturing the guy's attention that you actually want to capture um and and there's a place for the hyper masculinity there's a place you know because we're not all the same kind of people we're not from the same dna so that screaming in, in front of you know in, into each other's faces might work for some guys, and that's might might be what they need to break free from whatever challenges that they're breaking through. But for many of us, the majority, I'd say, that's probably the opposite. It's, it's that's the stuff we go. Oh, I don't really deal. Don't want to deal with that. And then when I guess the broader community sees that sees those types of advert advertisements for the for these men's groups. That's when you get the, I guess, the fight between feminism and mass, and you know, and patriarchy, and that comes out, and you start seeing this in the comments, you start seeing that, and people sharing, you know, and then you know, obviously, when when there's a family domestic violence incident in Australia, particularly, the media just goes nuts for putting the guy down and showing him, oh, you know, they're hyper masculine, they're 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 toxic, they're they're too in your face, and all this type of stuff, and I think that's that's the very minority that's that's the 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 vast minority is these people in fact majority of guys are just they are sensitive in new age they just don't realize it or they don't want to admit it <laughs> um so that's what part of what i do is is showing the sensitive side and, and the vulnerable side because i think the more we can do that yeah the more we can break down or, and away from that toxic side as well that makes a lot of sense. And I'd love to touch on vulnerability a little bit more because especially when we're talking about being honest and transparent in our advertising and social media is that there needs to be a sense of vulnerability about that as well, because there's not going to be any change that's being made unless we are carefully looking at the mistakes that we made, which takes a lot of courage and a lot of vulnerability. So Simon, what is your advice on how to be a little bit more vulnerable? <laughs> very hard to do that and being vulnerable it it i see them as i see it as moments in time you've got to be ready to to open up and and feel safe and feel like you need to change 
And I love this Tony Robbins quote. It's it's around change happens when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. And once you can get to that point, it's kind of like a light bulb moment inside where you go, you know what, no matter what's going on, like I just don't want to keep living this way. Simon, this has been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, really excited to get this published and for everyone to hear the value that you just spoke today. Um, please tell the audience how they can get in touch with you, um, anything that you have going on that you want to promote. Yeah, absolutely. So my main one is my website. So it's www.mindful-men.com.au. Um, and that has links to my social media. So I've got my different social media. It's got the podcast as well, the Mindful Men podcast, which comes out weekly. Um, but also it's got links. If you're in Australia and you're looking for therapist, um, I can provide mental health therapy and also work in the NDIS space, which is the National Disability Insurance Scheme. So people living with disability can access my support for capacity building. Um, so you'll, you'll see that information there, but also, yeah, the links to my website and, and oh, sorry, the links to my social media as well. And, and if you're on the social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, TikTok, YouTube as well. Yeah. Just like, you know, leave a comment. I always like to comment back and, or, or DM and like to connect with the community as much as possible and share whatever I can share and help in whatever way I can. So, yeah, but thanks for, thanks for having me on. I've really liked having this conversation. It's been a bit different to the kinds of conversation I've had around mental health. And I think it starts with media and, and starts with advertising and starts with companies just shifting, I think, or, or even diversifying the way that they talk about mental illness. Um, I think that's a really unique uh, issue and area that we need to address so that we can, I guess, feel make people in the, in the community feel more included as well and not excluded by only focusing the spotlight on a few certain things like we talked about depression, anxiety, suicide, domestic violence. I mean, mental illness and disability is, is a lot broader than that. So um, I'd love to keep this conversation going. And I think it's given me a few ideas for my own podcast as well to, to nut out in the future. So thanks so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for listening. To learn more about how to make social media a more honest and empowering place to be, follow us on Instagram at the Dear Mark Project and visit our website, dearmark.co. Stay tuned every week for a new episode. Thanks again for tuning in.